Hi, and welcome to Allegedly Fabulous. My name is Kevin Loftus, and I am your host and producer. We talk all about pop culture, politics, true crime, personal stuff, and honestly, just whatever comes up. You know what I mean? But everything is alleged. Do not at me. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for listening. Let's chat. Love you. Allegedly Fabulous, this is Kevin Loftus. Today I'm going to catch you, I'm in Lisbon right now. So if you hear rustling in the background, it's because I'm getting ready to go out. I'm in Lisbon right now and I'm going to catch you up on my European vacation. The last episode was like me getting ready to head out for a couple weeks. Um, And I've been in Ireland, now I'm in Lisbon. I'm going to be going down to the Hinge, so that'll be fun. Um, just having a great time switched off so anyway this episode we're gonna catch up on what I've been up to we're gonna talk about Bethany Frankel and Raquel slash Rachel Levis of Vanderpump Rules we're gonna talk about Kenya Moore and we're gonna talk about Britney Spears yes yes we are okay so but yeah if you hear rustling it's because I'm getting ready to go out I stayed last night with Angelina, my really good friend who just moved here recently from Berlin with her boyfriend. And she has this gorgeous duplex. They've only been here two months, but she has everything set up perfect. There's like three bedrooms in the duplex. So one of them is an office room, a massive living room, a balcony. It looks like an Amsterdam apartment or something. Um, and I was on an air mattress in the office room, which was perfect for me. There was like a window beside me because it's really hot here so Bethany Frankel and Raquel Levis I think I just I'm either going to call her Raquel or Levis it just feels weird for me to call her Rachel even though that's what she's going by now it's just it just doesn't roll off the tongue anymore whatever so so Raquel no let's start with Bethany Bethany this is extremely interesting what's been going on with Bethany. So since Bethany started digging into the whole podcast thing months ago, I was just noticing how unhinged and desperate she seemed. And listen, I'm always just want to like, no, I'm not even going to be like self-deprecating in this moment. I was going to be like, obviously Bethany is not desperate. Like this is me saying this, someone who has a podcast with 15 listeners. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't mean to be silly or rude it's just that she's making such weird business moves that are kind of damaging her brand um and it seems like it's coming out of mental anguish of some sort that's just how it seems as a onlooker because like bethany is the pinnacle of the housewives franchise she's like kind of the one that got away for years she's the lauren conrad i do feel like when with these things if you leave when you're on top as bethany did like twice um you get to like kind of bask in that positive glow for like a really long time and bethany's been doing that and she's been she really was let's like not forget she was a great housewife i just think she was so good in that context where she was around all of these kind of delulu women and she um brought everyone back down to earth and kind of took the piss out of them and took the piss out of herself and was just funny and she was the most relatable blah blah blah. you guys all know the story Bethany was in a great position from that and she got over the years it's been many years now she had so many other shows she had a 
what did she have? She had a spin-off reality show. She had a talk show. She had a CNBC style, like I think it was like a Shark Tank type show. Um, those are just like the ones off the top of my head I can remember. She had all these shows, but none of them were successful. And she was, she's someone who over the years has tried to distance herself so much from Housewives. Like, and it's honestly really embarrassing. For years, I've had an ick from her. Anytime I hear her be like, oh, the Housewives are like terrible for women or this or that. And I'm like, the Housewives made you who you are. I just think when you criticize where you came from, you just have to be really extra gracious about it. And she's generally not. Um so whatever none of these things worked out for her everybody says she has so much money and whatever else and i don't know how i guess from the skinny girl cocktail because like nothing else that she's been involved with seems to have been particularly successful that i'm aware of so and that's no shade it's just like i don't understand i everyone says like she's one of the richest housewives it's like is it from that skinny girl line like what else could it possibly be from because everything else seems like it would only be um, minor increments to her wealth if anything at all because you know most of them are being can most of these shows are being cancelled and whatever else and I'm pretty sure you make money off a show when it goes into like syndication or like another country picks it up or whatever and like you know none of that stuff has been happening for her but obviously she's wealthy very wealthy she lives in the Hamptons and has a home in the city whatever else it's just that whenever there's commentary about Bethany it always goes back to well she's made of money she's endless pockets it's just like how does how and is that really the case or is that just are we just going along with the narrative that she's putting forward that's just an aside so she's been doing like a series of podcasts for months if no longer she's had a podcast for ages and I always listen to her podcast it seemed very half-assed but I think she got more interested in the podcast realm in the last like two years when other people started to do podcasts that became incredibly successful like Te Tamar Judge and Teddy Mellencamp two teas in a pod like that's like number one in tv and film all the time because they just do a great job it just feels like you're chatting with friends whatever um I think that triggered her and she ended up launching a even she ended up like it was just a weird succession of events and unfortunate for her and I just feel like she was careless because she criticized housewives like and she says she didn't criticize them but she says but there's a quote you can read it it's like when they did the new New York reboot with the new cast and then they were gonna like do another show with the OGs she was like this doesn't make any sense to me it sounds stupid I'm paraphrasing but she said something along those lines and then she kind of said like housewives is she just she kept Act, acting like housewives is really bad and stupid and, and like she wanted to be involved in something more highbrow that was what she kind of kept repeating and then like two weeks later she like puts out a big release like oh i'm gonna be doing this podcast called rewives where i recap housewives um like iconic housewives episodes but not with other housewives with like non-housewives celebrity guests um like elizabeth moss and like Tory Spelling um, and it's more about the human issues not about the whatever so for when that show was announced it was just a big eye roll from me and everybody else because she's like she's been trashing Housewives for years saying that it's trash and whatever else and she doesn't want to be involved anymore and now she's like she won't even go on the show and she won't participate on the shows but she's 
doing a show about housewives it's like it's honestly like a step down for her but also it's, it's clear that like none of her other podcasts and stuff are obviously hitting enough because she needs to do one about housewives to keep people interested because she continuously sells her other projects based on her housewives fame and i think her partner her podcasting partner iHeartRadio, at some point was probably like hey girl like these are fine and all these vanity projects but like we need like the numbers and the numbers come when you talk about housewives so we're gonna need you to just like do a goddamn housewives podcast or else like we don't know where else to go with this speculation but like i feel like that's what happened so then she so she does this rewives podcast I listen to it. I, I listen to most. I don't. I, I have not listened to it religiously at all. But anytime I see a guest, let's say, for example, or I'm just in the mood, a guest for that I'm interested in, or I'm just in the mood, I will listen to it. She's a terrible, terrible interviewer. I'm so sorry, Bethany. I mean, it's so. It's really. She's really infuriating to listen to because she's really frenetic. And she doesn't really. She tries to, like, tell the interviewee what's going on. So, like, instead of, like, actually digging in, like, you have Elizabeth Moss on, instead of digging in and asking Elizabeth Moss, like, what she thinks about it from her perspective, she's there teaching Elizabeth Moss about how Housewives works. And um, it's just so weird. It's like, if you wanted to, it just feels like she's honestly going through something mentally because she's on 100 all the time. And it's like, why don't you just sit back and let your guests speak? You have Elizabeth Moss on, like, ask her some insightful questions and jump in here and there. But, like... Let's hear what she thinks because she like rams them into a corner with her point of view and then they don't feel like they can say anything, I think. I don't know. It's so weird. So that's been going on. The show, I think, has been like, I would say a moderate hit. I haven't heard too much about it. It gets picked up when she says something salacious like they all do. And every now and then I, get, I feel like it gets to the top of the charts, but I feel like it's not often at the top of the charts. And then she went and watched What Happens Live, and there was a whole, like, tussle with Andy, and, um, like, where he said, like, I didn't think, you know, I'm just so weird to me that you're doing this podcast after all you've said about Housewives over the years, and she was like, that's not what I've said about Housewives. So that was the context. I know this is, like, so long-winded, but that was the context that was going on with Bethany up until a few months ago. So things were getting weird in Bethany land. And while all this was going on, um, Scandival was happening. I'm not going to go back on Scandival so you can all, like, breathe a sigh of relief. But obviously Scandival was happening where Raquel Levis was sleeping with Tom Sandoval, even though he's with Ariana Maddox for nine years and she was supposed to be friends with Ariana. And Bethany was, in fairness to Bethany, she was one of the first people to say, obviously this is awful, but... Um, what else do we expect from these people? They're in their 20s and 30s. They live in West Hollywood. They all work in bars and restaurants. All of the relationships were um, built on cheating at some point or like came out of cheating. And I personally kind of lean in that viewpoint direction myself. It obviously doesn't absolve Tom and Raquel of the wrongdoing of what they did and the hurtfulness of what they did. But it's just like we all need to chill because... Not that we don't need to show, but it did seem to get it become a really salacious scandal when you think about, you know, what it was. But at the same time, I was really into it and like I really enjoyed the whole thing. But um, Raquel is definitely has definitely ended up worse out of it than everyone for many reasons, which we'll go into. So Bethany was commenting on that. 
and then some more background info bethany was working on she's this is this was rumored and reported and she admitted it so we can confirm she was working on a real housewife style show set in connecticut i don't know whether it was going to be real Housewives of connecticut or a different show she was working on it with a production company it was her concept and she was planning on likely selling it to bravo and had been pitching them as late as like may or like in conversations or at least continuing to work on the show so the broader backdrop to all of this as well is that there is a big strike going on in hollywood at the moment there started with the writer's strike and now actors are also on strike and something that has been mentioned over the years is that you know reality stars don't have a union of any kind and it's so much cheaper to make reality tv which is great but like it can potentially bring into this bring in the same amount of money as network tv and reality stars themselves in many instances can obviously get fucked over and this is something bethany started to bring up and long story short in she ended up posting a video like sorry actually and then she did that unhinged interview with jill which like i it just she just came off like i don't know what's going on with her so this speculation that what triggered this because bethany seems so haywire right now and a lot of other um podcasters which i listen to and love like shout out to andy's girls who did an amazing breakdown of bethany's interview with raquel which i'm not even going to try and do but andy's girl did a really really good one like a master class I don't, I've only started listening to Andy's Girls, but they've been doing this, I think, for like seven years, and they're really, really good, so definitely shout out to them if you're, if you want another Bravo podcast to listen to. But I think it was the host of Andy's Girls that speculated, and I, I was told, I was, I was heading in this direction myself, but she added more color for me. It was around May or whatever that Bethany stopped, um stopped pursuing that Real Houses of Connecticut type, type show for whatever reason and it was also around May or so that the new Real Housewives of it could be June, whatever it was around this time that the new Real Houses of New York premiered with the entire new cast kind of taking out that option for Bethany so now she's only really got Real Houses of Ultimate Girls Trip to fall back on if she wants and I don't know, maybe Andy was like stopping to take her calls or something, but something flipped in her. She, she is going all out against Andy and I feel like it's a power grab. That's my sense of it. She will say she's just exploring it. She just opened Pandora's box by accident. I think it's some sort of power grab, like as you're losing power or losing control of the situation, you kind of lash out. So basically, in the context of all of this, and this is where the story really begins, she dropped a video on TikTok or something saying, these are the 10 rules that I think um, rea like reality TV should be run by. And it was all about, you know, um, I don't even know what the rules are, to be honest. So I'm not even going to say whether I agree with them or disagree with them. I'm going to say that I tend to probably agree with most of them. Because I do think, like, there's, there's big issues around, you know, like let's say you sign up to do a show on Bravo and sure you pay, you only get paid, let's say $2,000 because you're not famous and you know, this is going to be a massive opportunity for you. I think that part is fair enough. And then like, I think what comes with that, whether it ends up being amazing for you or terrible for you, 
I think that part is all fair enough to be honest but I do think like if they then sell the show to like Hulu and Netflix and it gets paid played like a hundred million times or however many times it gets paid like maybe they should only be able to allow to allow to sign you up for like a limited run like let's say a three-year run like of that show on Bravo like maybe that contract should be limited to that and if they want to keep going maybe they should have to give you a certain amount and it can be scaled just the way that like series regulars and whatever in acting on network tv it's all like scaled like you're a guest star or you're a series regular and we hear these terms as like viewers and they don't mean that much to us but they actually mean quite a lot because it, it totally de determines your pay and your benefits and what you get based on what the union has um like organized for you in in the most recent deal so there's a lot of things like that that i think for sure could be done and i don't think that they need to be super like destructive to the industry because you don't want to take the creativity out of it so that's why i do feel like like um you know it's great that you can do reality shows for cheap because it actually fosters like innovation and it lets people like try things out right without having to like spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on that first pilot or first season not knowing whether it's going to work out or not like nobody knows if they're going to make any money or if the network's even going to buy it or whatever but like when you're making money everybody should be paid especially when you are like talent on reality tv is pretty much the whole thing you know it's a really big part of the equation so for sure let's like make sure that people get paid better like yeah um do i care about like you know do i see bethany as the best voice of this not at all and not just because she's one of the most successful reality tv stars ever that's fine that's like only semi that, that you could see you could see that as a good thing or a bad thing but um i don't really think she's great at this because a uh, great as a voice for this because she was just recently trying she's been accused of putting of like producing shows and giving cast and crew terrible contracts herself allegedly doing that just as recently as may so like obviously she does not really care about this issue as an issue she's just so that's what makes me think like she's just getting into it because she wants to bring down andy and bravo and nbcu she wants to make them shake and she says as much she revels in the fact that she's like oh they're shaking right now their pr machine is into full effect but i'm going ahead so bethany posts this like oh here are the 10 rules that i recommend um, that Bravo and Universal, NBC Universal and all these other reality show places need to start um, abiding by because it, it would be fair. She posts that. It obviously gets some sort of traction. Um, might have gotten picked up somewhere because then she keeps talking about it and that's kind of, she loves like clicks. She's literally like a BuzzFeed. If BuzzFeed were a person, it's Bethany Franco. So... She does that and then she gets excited and she says, well, I want like a lawyer to um, like put this into writing because Bravo hasn't responded and I want them to respond. So if it's in a letter, they probably kind of have to. So she does that and then she says that a lot of people in the industry, she says hundreds or she says tens or hundreds, I don't know, but she's clearly exaggerating or else she's taking like messages that are like, good for you girl from let's say a housewife and like exaggerating the content of them that's my speculation of what's happening because she says that like a hundred reality stars 
have written her with like all these crazy stories and opened this Pandora's box and now she has to keep going. And I'm just like a hundred working reality stars have not done that. Unless it's like lower stars that like, you know, never really got to see any benefit of their participation, which that I totally understand. Like, I do know that TLC as a network is alleged to like not pay their people very much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that I can, that I don't think is right. And like, right, I get it. But so I guess there could be stuff there. But anyway, she's like, now I have to keep going with this. Also, the initial lawyer that she started working with when they were looking at everything was like, um, this is like a really big deal. We need to bring in somebody else who's specialist on this as well. And they brought in Mark Garagos, who apparently I'd heard his name before, but he's apparently like a big time lawyer who's worked on this kinds of things. So they're kind of taking it seriously. And you could say they're seeing this as like maybe what has been, what ended up happening back in the day for um, acting and writing with unionization. Maybe they, we all need to do the same thing for reality now it's time you know the first wave of reality tv has come and gone it's time to professionalize this industry a little bit and i do think that of course things should be improved conditions should be improved for cast and crew of all kinds so yeah like of course um and like listen if bethany is, has to be the one to get it done then we should all just probably rally behind her and not be complaining like i am right now but it is just the whole thing is just a little what I don't like about it, I guess, is, like, I do feel like she's just, like, picking personal vendettas and, like, she's just so on one. But, I mean, I guess whatever. But, I mean, I don't... So, I support it in general. I just think Bethany's weird. So, this is all going on. Um, well, I'm not really... And then Bethany just keeps talking about it because she's kind of responding. There's a lot of people talking about this now. And she's just kind of responding to everybody. And she's just saying... Like, she's just saying some things, like, some of them are out of pocket. Some of them are, like, fair enough. You know, she gave a defense of why she'd been involved with Bravo so recently, and that seemed, like, fine and whatever. And I do think it's always good to respond to things, honestly. Or just put your side out there, let it be. But um, she also put out some inadequate kind of responses, too. And, like, people were like, what about Andy? Aren't you good friends with him? Like, what the fuck? She's like, me and Andy were never that good friends. We were friendly. It was more of a business relationship. It was always in like an employer-employee capacity or like him potentially like us pitching each other things. And I just think like that feels like that's going to be hurtful to Andy, honestly. And like, why do you need to go there? Why do you need to burn the bridge just because you now no longer think it's useful for you? I just think it's a bit weird, but whatever. Like, she's acting like she doesn't understand business relationships and she's acting like, it, you know, this isn't even about that. It's about, like, you know, helping these people who are being exploited. And it's like, yeah, but, like, the reality of a business relationship is, like, you've now lost his trust and he think he's going to take this personally and you know that. And, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not just me being dramatic. The stuff that she says on her podcast, on her rants, is truly out of pocket. Like, she was trying to make the point that sometimes reality stars can't work after they appear on the show because they've done something so embarrassing to themselves, which, personally, I feel like that's a personal problem, not a network problem. Like, you... I know there's editing and whatever, but, like, you need to watch yourself if you go on these shows. It's just what I believe. But anyway, she was making that point, and she was like, it's like porn. It's like 
porn the porn industry like once you've done a reality show if people know about it like they don't want to touch off you and I'm like no it's not like porn it's not that crazy and if anything we're moving more towards a place where more respected people are dabbling in reality like Jenna Lyons on New York and we're moving to a place where more of these reality stars especially on Housewives are able to eke out really respectful careers in other ways like Tamara Judge has her own CBD skincare and like ingestibles line which has been incredibly successful I know that's just an extension of endorsing a product but like that's a business that she co-owns it's incredibly successful like so there's more opportunity than not with these shows I do believe especially if you're someone of good character and it comes out anything when you're messing with celebrity not not just good character but like likability like if people don't like you then yeah I mean if people really don't like you then it could be a problem for you but like I don't, that's a bigger question. I don't think that's like something that we can just blame on like Andy and the network, you know? But she compared it to porn and she compared what she's doing to the beginning of the Me Too movement, which was obviously a Harvey Weinstein thing. And I just think you're coming in like a little hot here now for my liking. Like, I don't know. It's not the Me Too movement, babe. And she keeps saying like the NBC Universal like PR movement now is in like overdrive and they don't want anybody talking about this and they're they're very nervous at NBC Universal and I'm just like, who do you think you are? And also like, why you're why are you so gleeful? Because she wants power. Like she's just someone who craves power. And I think I don't even know that she quite understands that. So that's kind of interesting about all of this as a spectator. So then, long story short, and I'll be quick about this, because I gotta go. She has Raquel Levis on for her first tell-all interview um, since the Vanderpump Rules season 10 reunion. Raquel has been, like, in a treatment center in Arizona pretty much mostly. She did not sign on again to do Vanderpump Rules, the new season. They're already taping, including Tom Sandoval, and Tom Sandoval's been seen looking kind of friendly with all the cast members who had previously said they would never support him, whatever, whatever. And Raquel is giving her first interview with three parts sit down to Bethany. Now, I could only listen to about half of the first part because Bethany was so fucking insufferable. And I'm a Raquel Levis fan. Like, think about that. Bethany was so up the walls and, like, it just gave me anxiety to listen to her. And I'm not the... I literally... I thought this and other people said it. I'm not just copying them, but, like, we... Well, like, I've heard other people on podcasts saying this. It was just, like, so much... Not only was she really hard to listen to, she wasn't, she openly says she's, she's never, she didn't watch it all, which is fine, but she didn't, it just kind of helps you explain that she missed so many questions that we all wanted to get answered. And she also wasn't really trying to get Raquel's story as much as make a big point about like, look how Raquel's life is in ruins now because of how reality TV has treated her so poorly. So she just went into the thing with a, such a strong um, agenda and Raquel, poor girl, I don't think that she's that smart. I don't think that she knows her head from her toes. I really don't. Um, like either she's not that smart or she may be on the spectrum and that's complete speculation, but she's giving that vibe and I like Raquel. So anyway, that was, that's what's been going on in the background of my gorgeous European vacation. But yeah, that's a lot. But what I wanted to get... 
I don't even know what the point of me telling this whole thing was, but it's going to be really interesting to see where the hell Bethany goes next with all of this absolute drama and like whether it ends up, whether she ends up getting what she wanted out of it and staying really prominent or if she ends up becoming a bit of a joke because I think she's becoming a bit of a joke. But for Raquel, if I was advising Raquel right now, which I know she's paying for a PR firm and I know they're not doing a good job because I would have made her go back on Vanderpump Rules and just be a whipping post for a season. I know it's really harsh, but like, it's not about what you experience on the show. It's about how people feel about it afterwards. So if people get to see you kind of pay penance, they're going to forgive you and they're going to start rooting for you again. Everybody has an arc. Everybody has an up and down. You want to leave that show when the people are done with you or they're, or they're wanting you. You know what I mean? When they're like, are liking you. It's like Lisa Rinna, she left at the worst time because everybody hated her and now that's going to keep going with her for a while, even though it's kind of softened and it will soften for Raquel, but it would have been better if she had a redemption season or two. It really just would have been and she should have taken whatever they were paid, they were offering her and she should have done it. She should have done sit downs with everyone and hopefully it's not too late for her and we can get her back for the following season. I also, like other people have said, would have done maybe a book. I don't know, maybe not a book. I just don't know who would buy that, but like, or like get involved with a charity, get involved with a non-profit, like for like women with self-esteem issues um, and just start to do other things and just don't, don't leave the industry now at your worst. Do not walk away in shame. You did something bad, you did something awful, but like you didn't kill anybody and you are a likable person and you were great on the show and we can move on from it. An interview I did listen the whole way through, at least part one, and I'm going to listen to part two, and there might be a part three. It's Kenya Moore on the reality with Carlos King. Uh, I might have mentioned this on my last podcast, but Kenya Moore, this really, it really gave me a new perspective on her. I'm really wanting to dip back into her other stuff now. Um, but she told some stories from her childhood uh, that kind of explained why the way she is why she is the way she is um, really humanized her and she just came across really wonderfully. So I'm like a new Kenya Moore stan now. I always kind of knew that I would like her, but I just never really watched her seasons of the show. So that's exciting. And then lastly, Britney Spears is obviously getting divorced. I was kind of surprised by it because you never know what to believe when this random sources in this paper saying one thing, random sources in this paper saying another thing. It's kind of hard to decipher, but it's been confirmed by everyone. She's fully getting divorced. Um, but she seems to be fine, though. She's been pictured having a great time. And allegedly her team planted this. But um, Page Six reported that she's in late stage talks with Sony Records to sign a record deal to do a kind of comeback album, which I wouldn't have believed. And it's possible that they're just putting that out there to get the story off of the divorce. But... Um, I think it could be true because she's obviously been dabbling with Hold Me Closer and Mind Your Business. Um, Truly Mind Your Business is a song that I don't think anybody listens to anymore. I love Britney Spears and I I did my best, but I just couldn't get my head around it. It really is something that should have been kept in the 2011 vault, I do believe. Um, and I don't even know that she likes it because she never posted it maybe once and then removed it. Like, So she obviously doesn't care for the song that much herself. But like I've been saying for years... I don't think that she needs to go into traditional album cycle mode, but like, should she get into the studio and have some fun and put out some songs when she wants to and not promote them, just promote them on her Instagram? She absolutely should. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm just grateful to be here. You know, I'm, I have two wonderful, beautiful kids and 
I genuinely enjoy what I do. And when I have something that um, that I'm really proud of, I'm, I'm glad to be able to share it with someone and, and they appreciate it as much as I do. Hi everyone, welcome back to Allegedly Fabulous. I missed this. Did you get the mic out of the room? The mic is out. Oh, the mic is out. The mic's out. This is Kevin Loftus. And do you hear that voice? We have a returning guest. No. Do you hear that voice, you guys? Yeah. Stephanie is out of her treatment facility. <laughs> oh, and she's, she's ready to talk Stephanie about Hogan. No, she'll be going straight back into it. She's driving the car. So she's. we're stuck in a car for up to three hours. Yeah. So there's no way she's getting out of it. No. And we have another very fucking special guest. The bride to be, best friend from yeah. school as well. Yeah. What's your name? Do you want to introduce me, maybe? This is Kelly Brosnan. So this podcast has been going for how long now? Oh uh, God, too long. <laughs> Since December, yeah. So we're coming up on a year. Yeah. So coming up on a year, and I've had to invite myself onto the podcast. Can That's you please such a lie. put on your seatbelt? I'm tied in. Maybe you need to check yourself. Oh, do you know what it is? It's my dress is being. Oh, I, you know what? I'm weight. actually pressing. I was pressing on that. Oh yeah. Um. So can I just ask? Can things be cut out? Yeah, but I'm not going to because it's way too much work. So if you need me to stop, wave at me. Okay. And yeah. I'll pause it. I'm driving, so I will not be waving. Oh my god! My <laughs> bum is really warm. Are these oh, just, seats? Oh yeah. Sorry, do we turn off? Just say bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. If you need to stop. Okay. okay. I'll turn them off. Okay. Um. Okay. So we're literally the girls picked. Me up well no we all met in Kildare Village we came from three corners of the globe literally to go wedding dress shopping with fucking Woo! Kelly she's getting married in the Armada can I say that the Armada yeah you can say that yeah the Armada next next December so exciting yes Christmas wedding um and we're heading down to the Hinge this weekend so we're so 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 excited but Kelly I feel like you need to tell us like Tell us about your experience, wedding dress shopping today. Like, yeah. what were you thinking going into it? Did it live up to your expectations? What happened once you got inside the fucking store? Okay. And so yeah. we won't mention any names or brands or who we. I mean, I think we can't. Well, whatever. No, we I'm can't. gonna tag her anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so my expectations were actually really low because I had been to another place at the weekend and I just was very underwhelmed. Yeah. And I actually was underwhelmed even when we went into this place. I was a bit disappointed. Oh my God, the weight of my gown is just alerting a seatbelt. Yeah, it is. It's no, so it's me because I'm leaning over Oh, there. he's leaning. Sorry, he's leaning. Oh, he's leaning. Um, so yeah, my expectations were low and like the few I tried on, I was just like, eh, eh. But I feel like I knew already in my head what I wanted, you know? Yeah. 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 So, you, but then I think you went off off what off the grain, off you did off what yeah. you didn't think you wanted. One slight detail on the dress I thought was not me at all. Uh, you know? We yeah. won't say what it is. Oh, we won't say what it is, yeah. Well, because I feel like you were the perfect shopper because you went in, you kinda knew this is the shape I want, right? Yeah. But like you went in, you scanned it so fast, you were like You blitzed it. You blitzed yeah. it. It was a yeah. gorgeous setting. We were in the personal shopping room at Kildare Village, I'm just gonna say it Yeah. There's 15 listeners and I don't think Sinead Corcoran is one of them. No, like, I have to go back in to get alterations. You can't do that. I know, but we're not saying Bravo. anything bad. Bravo! <laughs> no, we're not saying anything bad. Or maybe I will. No. So, no, you knew what shape you wanted, but you were the perfect shopper because you went in and you were like, okay, there's barely any of that shape that looked good. So you were like, so you just, you scanned it and you were like, well, let me do a range, at least try them on, at least then we knocked it out, it won't yeah. be like a waste of yeah, trip. Yeah, exactly. And we were in and out of that room 
with all the dresses. But the personal shopping rooms at Clare Village were absolutely oh fabulous. Gosh. We had the best Stunning. time. Yeah. Oh my god, the decor. Class, the smells class. like the diffusers, I'm sure they probably cause lung disease, but like they're yeah. stunning. Definitely. Yeah. I was oh trying to God. pass out. I think that's why I got really Lift. drunk really quickly. Yeah. But um and then we went into the changing room with your dresses and I just think we knew straight away with the first few weren't it and no. then you started trying on the ones that were more your shape and we yeah. were getting increasingly more excited and then they whipped out yeah. the, one, the one and we lost our lives loved and it. there's yeah. just so many possibilities with it and it. we actually walked away with a dress so I feel like it's a good blank canvas because yeah. there's lots to do with it but like I know what I want to do with this. The foundation it's, is there. Yeah the foundation yeah. is there. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away, you know. We can't give too much away, and we can't get into the, the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty. Um, okay, so then, I mean, the only other thing we were going to talk about was Donald Trump. Did you see the mugshot? Why are we? Why are we yes. talking about Donald oh, yeah. Trump? Kevin wants me to look oh, at the mugshot. Have you seen I, it? Yes, I love it. To be honest, he just is playing up. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's kind of glam. He's like I'm, I obviously hate him. But like he could have looked like a fucking oaf. Yeah. I think the head tilted down was the best thing he could have done. Yeah, he practiced that. Oh, hundred percent. His hair looks really solid for him. Like what the hell? He does look really orange. Okay, though. we're getting first reaction. Oh Ready? my yeah. god! Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. I mean, it's good for him. Yeah. Now. But okay, so what's actually funnier than the Wait, mugshot this itself? Is the real mugshot? No, that's fake. Uh, AI. What's actually funnier than the mugshot itself is he had to he you have to give your own height, weight, and hair color, oh. and he he just completely lied off his face. What did he say? He said he was two hundred and fifteen pounds. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. That's like not that far off what I am, and he's like six foot. He's like a six foot five oaf, no. like hugely overweight oaf. He's not two hundred fifteen pounds. He's minimum two sixty, I'd say. Just, uh, just eyeballing it. This is speculation. Yeah, it's all speculation. It's all alleged. <laughs> well, come here. What's the story? Is is he actually six foot five? No, he is not. He's not six foot five, but he's at least six two. He might be six three. Yeah, he's six two. I'd say yeah. Um, and do you know what he gave her his hair color? No, what blonde. Blonde slash strawberry blue. No. Strawberry blue. Yeah, I think that might have just been like a miss. Um, you know when they write something down wrong, a mistranscription or something? Because surely he did not say strawberry blue. Surely he said strawberry blonde himself. Yeah. Definitely. Said I strawberry bet blue blonde. is his eyes and strawberry blonde is his hair. Maybe. Oh, you know what? That might be right. Yeah, but it looked. Really it, yeah. So wait. So the latest is he was just brought in for questioning, but it, has he been charged? Oh, he's been charged. Yeah. No. No. He's been charged. Oh he's been actually charged a bunch of times now. It's just that only in Georgia they were allowed to release the mugshot. All the other states. Why? He's gone in and done mugshots in a bunch of places. So that's probably why this one's so refined. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he's seen them. Where they're not allowed, to, or maybe they did take mugshots, but they're not allowed to be released in public. Whereas oh this God, one is. He was allowed to do practice shots. That's just too funny, if you ask me. On the topic of crime, have any of you heard about the baby murderer in England? Yeah, oh have you been following it? I'm following it. I watched. I just it. read a, the Wikipedia. There's a really good podcast. It's like several episodes about it. But like she, if you looked at her, like picture she could literally could be working with me on the war she looks like someone so normal know. yeah but like my theory is that like so other people what's her name again lucy let yeah so the, do you know the backstory yeah just give us a, like, give a little minute. Minute. So, your, your american listeners 
won't really have heard of this story because all this shit happens like this in America every day. Yeah. Um, but obviously we're living in Europe, so, you know. Anyway, so Lucy Leppy was a neonatal nurse and basically she allegedly, I think, killed about, was it seven or eight babies? Or, yeah. And then uh, tried to kill like several more. Um, but basically... Like literally they were just born She was taking them into another room And she was yeah. murdering them Yeah And like the consultant I read a, I read an interview with the do- Saw an interview with the doctor He basically brought it To the board of management Of the hospital And they basically told him Mind his own fucking business And it, and more babies died He had to write a apology letter Yeah he, So she took a grievance She yeah. took a grievance Against the doctors For yeah. accusing her Anyway yeah. so And she got short. reinstated And got a formal apology yeah. And all this stuff Now my theory is that She so basically what would happen was when the kids would like go off or when they would like have a cardiac arrest or whatever it was she was like the first one on the scene like the hero like she was the one handling the crisis and everyone was saying like oh my god Lucy's an amazing nurse Lucy's this so yeah that's so I don't actually think she meant to kill the kids I think she wanted to make them sick so that when they like arrested or whatever she was like the hero that came in and the doctors someone said that she like had this like fascination or obsession with one particular doctor yeah I saw that yeah and particularly when he was on duty this would happen so it was maybe like she was so infatuated with him that she wanted to be like you know I saved this baby I knew exactly what was wrong that's my theory I don't know or maybe she's just a cold-blooded murderer She's definitely obviously a sociopath to do something crazy but she had all those notes you see all the notes that they found she had a couple handwritten notes in her handbag and, and yeah. it was like I did it yeah, I because I wasn't good enough. I did it I wasn't good enough to save them and that's why I did it. So it was a bit like a, a confession. It was a confession, but it was like uh, obviously something weird is going on with her mentally if she like she thinks she's not a good enough nurse, so then she's she like kills the baby. Like on purpose what though. The hell? I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, and actually, totally unrelated. Have either of you listened to Bethany and Ra- Rachel? Oh, stop! I saw already t- at the beginning of this episode that we posted. That's yeah. literally all about that one. Okay, so what was your thoughts? My thoughts were she's more delusional than I originally thought. Oh Bethany or Raquel? Both of them. Bethany is fucking nuts. Is she? Mm. Stephanie, did you listen to No, this? I need to. Oh my god, she's like she's no, unhinged. It's unlistenable. No. I could only listen to the recaps, Kelly. Yeah, it's on. Un- Bethany is. Way more unhinged. Yeah. Raquel is just so silly. Bethany's like enabling her behavior and like making her justifying her behavior and making her think that she's so great and I, you know. But Bethany is doing this for her own agenda of the whole like take down Bravo thing. Yeah. Bethany is so power hungry. It's so mm-hmm. weird. Is Bethany allergic to Bravo now? Yeah. She literally. I think because she got iced out. She's, there's no more spots. For, like Real Housewives of New York has been rebooted, so she'll never getting back on it. Oh, no. I wouldn't mind her going on it as a little fucking. T- Spice things up though I think they should Bring back Luann And a few oh, of I them I love Luann Or what's the other one With the blonde hair The short Sonia. blonde hair No not Sonia The other one Tinsley um, No the other one Kristen. again No she has a big house Like in the Oh Dorinda Dorinda I fucking love Dorinda They're all so unhinged Yeah like the original Housewives series Were so much better I even, like them delusional Like even Orange delusional. County Isn't great Have you been watching Orange oh, County Oh I love Orange County Do you Yeah I love it I love Shannon I love Tamara I love the whole cast Beverly Hills is my fave but oh, Orange yeah. County's coming in hot and I was listening to Kenya Moore's interviews on Carlos King now I want to watch Atlanta because she came off so so fucking well or, is that the series where you won as arrested um no that's not that's that's a different one again that's not like City oh sorry, sorry um, yeah. I don't know we're going well, come here. I'm team I'm actually just team Raquel 
like full stop I still am no, I'm, not, I'm not defensive of what she did I just don't think that she deserved to have her whole life turned apart but she's being so poorly advised she should have come back to the show yeah because now her story is going to be told without her and they're all just going to lay into her and she'll forever be remembered this way she should have come yeah. back had like let them lay into her on the show and then people will start to come around her again do you not think though that at the reunion she didn't do herself any favours she came across so cold oh yeah but she's I actually think like speculation now I think she could be she's either very silly I think her mom might be insane but it, it sounds like every time she describes her mom or anyone does it sounds like she could have been a very controlling weird mom okay um, I think it's possible she is on a spectrum I know it's not good to speculate about, about people's medica- medical status but I just don't really care I think that she could be on the spectrum because her behaviour is inexplainable and it makes yeah, for it incredible is. reality TV because we're all like what the hell are you doing Mm. but I don't think there's real malice there I think there's like a lack of understanding Mm. what about the time we met fucking Tom Schwartz and Tom Tom and I literally thought he was my best friend that he was telling me the whole plot and storyline and he was literally telling us all lies no he didn't tell us lies he told us so much did he? yeah he told us like when he found out I think it was all I think that was a lie though oh yeah but it was the lie yeah you're right actually he might have been lying I still love him though he might have been lying he might have been lying Sorry, I love his beach wow. blonde hair. Oh my god. He looks amazing. Love him. He's love a little him. unhinged too, like, but. Yeah, and like, have you seen him dating? He's just incapable, and I just love it. It reminds me of myself when I was like 18 or 19, like, trying to talk to boys. You just like. When he was even awkward with us that day. So. Oh my god, I love him though. Remember, he was with his mom? Yeah, yeah, love it. What a night. Any other any other topics? Oh, Stephanie, any, any talk about been, you've been awfully quiet for six months or so. <laughs> oh no, no comment. No comment, literally. No, no comment. I'll Not be, for the air. I'll be Not bravo, for the airwaves. Bravo, bravo. I'll be literally dragged back to this podcast if I make one joke. Bravo, <laughs> bravo, fucking bravo. Okay. Um, oh, all right, well, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. I will let you know how the hinge goes, of course, but we're so excited to get down on a fun weekend. Um, Kelly, thank you for coming on. Stephanie, thank you for returning. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Love-